Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Well, I tried to jump up here a little early. I just wanted y'all to get a little bit more sermon, and I guess they won't let that happen. I'm on a time, huh? All right. Well, um, it is good again to see you all um, in, in all your faces, and I hope to meet more of you um, later on today as, as, as we uh, finish on with the sermon. Um, but it's good to see you today. Today, um, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew um, chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. If you're there, say amen. I know some of you got your Bibles in here. Some of you got your Bibles. Well, today is this is a good word today. We, we got a good word. Um, there's a story of, uh, of, of, of a paralytic. Um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to actually just, we're going to dive right in. And, and uh, we're going to dive right in. Let's read, let's read. Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. So he got into the boat, Jesus. So Jesus got into the boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Just then, some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Have courage, son. Or in other translations, take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this fellow is a blasphemer. We're going to go on with that. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he, so he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Somebody say, go home. Come on, somebody say, go home. Go home. He was very direct in what he told that man, right? So I see this, I see this paralytic who at some point, realizes that uh, he, he, at some point he hears, actually, he hears of, of what Jesus had been doing. He heard of the miracles of, of Jesus. He heard of, of the power of this man named Jesus. And he knew that Jesus had been healing all kinds of sick, all kinds of broken people. Knowing that he was broken, this, this paralyzed man, knowing that, uh, knowing that he couldn't do anything on himself, he couldn't even get to Jesus, but uh, knowing all that, he still desired Jesus. He, he said, I want to get my healing. Someone say, I want my healing. Somebody say, I want my healing. He decided, I've had enough of this paralyzed life. I've had enough of this. I, I've had enough of not being able to take care of myself, not being able to to get up and walk around, not being able to have this freedom in life. I am tired of this paralyzed life. Enough was enough. He heard of Jesus. He heard of hope. And I'm not sure if it was either him or his friends, but we hear, we see here that he learns of Jesus being in the town, and he, he, he hears that 
um, we see here that men brought him, right? We, they, we, we have some men, some friends. Oh, here's some good friends who are going to bring him to Jesus. That's, that's a good friend, isn't it? Somebody say good friend. He had, a good, he had some good friends, some good men who carried him to Jesus. And so why would they go to Jesus? Because they know, because they have heard of Jesus being the healer. They heard of all the good and wonderful needs, uh, uh, needs that Jesus was tending to. They have heard of all that Jesus was doing, and they wanted in. They wanted a part of that healing. They said, I'm going to get my healing. Someone say, I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get my healing. He was like, I'm going to get my healing. So those men carried him, carried him to Jesus. Now, we're not in the part of the story where in, in Luke where it was talking about, well, they're so determined to go get their healing. They're so determined to find this Jesus because they know that Jesus is going to heal them. We didn't, we're not reading the part where in Luke where it talks about how they went through a roof to get this healing. We're not talking about that, not, not in this chapter, but it's the same story. They were determined. They were determined. Someone say, determined. I'm going to get you talking. They were determined to get their healing. They believed. Woo! They believed. I think sometimes we don't understand how important it is to believe. I think sometimes we forget what even, what even belief is. We limit it to just some thoughts in our minds. But somebody told me, they took action. They took action. Their belief wasn't just, they just, they just didn't stay, right? They took action. They, they got up. He, he couldn't even walk. He couldn't even get himself to Jesus. His friends brought him there, but somehow he was going to get there. They took action, and they got themselves to Jesus. And oh boy, Jesus was going to do the rest, right? <laughs> so they heard of Jesus' power. They believed. They all believed and they took action. They didn't hold back. They weren't going to let nobody tell them that they weren't going to go tell them that they, that they couldn't uh, go get their healing. They believed even when others doubted. Wow. All right, let's, let's go back in this. Let's go back in this. Let's put the um, scripture back on. Um, in 9, let's go to uh, 9, chapter, uh, chapter 9, verses, uh, let's read on, verses 3. At some time, the, uh, the scribes said to them, <laughs> themselves, he's blaspheming. Wow. Let's, let's read a little bit. And 2, all right, let's go back to 2. Just then some man brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher, seeing their faith. Jesus told the paralytic, this is, this is really, this is awesome. He says, have courage, or right here it says, um, he says, take heart. Son, your sins are forgiven. This is what gets me right here. The fact that Jesus, first of all, encourages him. You, you may have a different translation. What, name some translations you have. King James Version, ESV, huh? New Revived Standard. And right here I have um, CSB, which I'm not supposed to be preaching with NIV, but my Bible is CSB, so I've got to use it. Anyway. But it says a few. It says a few things other than just take heart. But but some may say some say be encouraged, right? Be of good cheer. We've heard this throughout this throughout what Jesus has said these things before. Take heart. I've overcome the world. 
That way, be of good courage, be of good cheer, right? Be encouraged. There's reason for this man to be encouraged, and he knows it because he just met Jesus. And then he says, son. What gets me is the fact that he said, son. Now, beforehand, this paralytic, all, all, all he would have been known as or, is, is, or he would have felt, and I, I don't know, I know we can, I know we can um, identify with this, is, is that he was a paralytic. All, all he could see is that he was just some paralytic. But Jesus says, take heart, and then defines who he is, son. Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. And then boom. This, I'm not sure if this, if, if, if this paralytic came to Jesus, if they came to Jesus knowing that Jesus was going to say, your sins are forgiven, or they came to Jesus because they heard of all the miraculous things he was doing, so they wanted their healing, just their physical healing. But you know what? Jesus had more in store for them than just their physical healing. Don't you hear me this morning? Jesus had more in store for them than just their physical healing. Sometimes we have things that go on in our lives, not just our physical, but our situations in life, um, our circumstances. Sometimes it, we're, we're riding a roller coaster and life is hitting us hard. And at, point, at, at some points, it's not. But Jesus is, is more than just someone to remedy these situations, just to get us out of these situations. He is more than just that. He says, son, take heart. Your sins are forgiven. Why did he say sins? He said sins because sins is the root of this evil. Sins is the root of all this pain. Sins is the re- root of all this brokenness we see in our lives. Sin is the root. You see, you see sickness? Sin is the root. You see death? Sin is the root. Sin. And Jesus said, I care for you, so I'm not just going to remedy. I'm not just going to, um, I'm, I'm not just going to treat this sickness. I am going to cure it. And Jesus knew that he was going to go to the cross and be the sacrifice for us all. So we all could have life. And he knew God would raise him up on the third day and defeat death. Wow. Son. (laughs) So take heart, right? Take heart. Have courage. Be encouraged. Your sins are forgiven. All right. So in, cha- uh, in chapter 9, verses 4, we're still in the same chapter, verse 4, perceiving their thoughts, Jesus said, right, no, go to 3. At this, at this, some of the scribes said to themselves, right, knowing their thoughts, NIV, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? Why do you entertain evil thoughts in, in, in your hearts? Because they were saying, he's blaspheming. Is this God? Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. You know what the man did? What did he do? What did he do? What? He did what? I thought this man was paralyzed. What did he do? I thought this man was sick. What did he do? 
this man was carried to Jesus. So what did he do? Somebody say it. Come on now. He got up. By whose power? By whose authority? By Jesus. Not by his power. Not by his authority. Jesus said. Jesus said. There's power in what Jesus said. Come on, somebody say amen. Jesus said he has authority. The Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And my goodness, his sins are forgiven. Amen. His sins are forgiven. So what can we conclude in this, right? Not the whole sermon. Come on now. Jesus has authority to forgive sins. He has authority so we can take heart. We can have this joy in our hearts because Jesus has authority to forgive sins. And why is this so important? Because, again, sin is so, um, it's so evil. Sin. Sin. What? What are you talking about, sin? What do you mean by sin? Sin, doing things apart from God's created order. Sin, doing things apart from God, who is our light who is the breath of life, who is love, sin, doing anything apart from God. We walk this life without God. We walk this life in sin. We were never meant to be without God. We were meant to walk each step with him, be in communion with him, be in communion with each other, be one with him. We were never meant to be separated, but sin, that great evil, separated us from God, and now Jesus is coming to make it right. Ain't that right? Amen. Jesus is making it right. Now, I was reading and listening, and I kept going to, uh, later on, someone go to chapter 13, and I heard this parable it was the parable of the hidden treasure and the um, pearl. I always say that wrong. My wife was laughing at me last night. I kept saying pearl. If you there, say amen. Chapter 13, verses 44 through 45. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. 44 through 46. Um, yeah, 46. Yeah. All right, so... The kingdom of heaven is like treasure in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure, is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. This story right here, it, it reminded me of, of what Jesus was saying early with this paralyzed man. He heard of, 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 of this kingdom He heard of Jesus and what he was doing. He may have heard of the forgiveness of sin. He heard of the healing power he had. He heard of all this. He heard something was planted there, and he went. He had joy. 
The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. He found this, right? He, he was, he, um, some translations are a little different, right? I, I'll read the C, uh, CBS, right? Oh, sorry, CSB. Right? Some translations are a little bit, a bit different. So for says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure uh, buried in a field that a man found and, re- and reburied it in a field. So he found it and he reburied it. Why did he rebury the treasure that he found? Well, when he found the treasure, he found it with joy. There was an abundance of joy in his heart. Something sparked in his heart that said, this is more valuable than anything I've ever seen. This is more valuable than anything else in my life. This is more valuable than what everyone else in life has been saying. This is the most valuable thing like I've ever seen. He saw the value of, what he, uh, of, of that treasure, and he, and he, and he took it. And he buried it. Why did he bury it? So that no one could steal it from him. So that no one could come back and and take that from him. So he buried it in that field, and then he left. What did he do? Was it his yet? Was it his yet? Nope. Not yet. He just hid it in the field. So he took it, and and he buried it down, right, so that no one can take it. And what did he do so he can have that treasure? Hmm? He bought the field, but in order for him to buy that field, he had to sell what? Everything. Somebody say everything. Thank you. Who is that? What's your name, man? Thomas. Thank you, brother. Thomas. Thomas. Man, God is in you, man. Everything. He sold everything. Somebody say everything. This isn't easy for us. This wasn't easy for me. It's a daily thing. It's not just a one-time experience or one-time selling. But when I was crying out to God and just asking, God, what are you, what are you meaning by this? Selling everything. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? What are you trying to tell me, God? What are you trying to tell me? Like, forget what you're trying to tell everyone else. What, what are you trying to tell me for right now? It's like, God, I, it's, like, it's like Isaiah, man. Isaiah. <laughs> It's not until you sell everything that you can have this treasure. If you first saw this forgiveness of sins, if you saw this kingdom of heaven, and you saw that, 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 that Jesus is the way to God to make all things right, to do away with all this evil, if you saw this kingdom and you treasured and you found it, and you buried it, and you got in your word, and you buried it deep inside so no one could, no one could come over here, no doubter could come over here and tell you, no critic can come over and take it from you. The world, the cares can't take you. you. You buried it, right? You buried it in the word, right? If you found this, and you buried it, but yet everything in your life you just held so tightly to, and you didn't let go, and you didn't, and, and you didn't submit them to me, then you could have never bought that field. You didn't buy completely in. You didn't go all out like that paralytic did when he, when he went through that, when he said, I'm going to have my head. You, you, you got distracted by everything else in life. You just wanted those, I don't know what, those desires. You just, the desires of your heart, your past desires, you still wanted that old life. You still, you, you set your heart on everything you own instead of setting your heart on the one who, who, who owns you. you. You set your heart on all these things 
that will perish instead of setting your heart on me. Instead of, instead of seeking my kingdom, you sought the kingdom of this world. Isaiah, I'm calling you everything that you have in your hands that you're holding so tight. It's really holding you, to be honest. But you're, you're in bondage. You're holding all this so tight. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, consider it mine. Consider it God. What is that we're holding on to? Consider it God. Everything that we have, consider it God. So that we can have, so we can have this kingdom of heaven. So that we can have this forgiveness of sins. So that we can have Christ. God was telling me, Isaiah, I want you to, I want your heart. Right now your heart is on these possessions, but I want your heart to be fully committed to me. Everything else you have, that. Don't set you may you may have wealth, Isaiah. Don't set your heart on it. You may have these things over here. You just Christmas, you have a lot more things. You may have all these things, Isaiah. Don't set your heart on it. You may be in this great situation at this in, in this mo- uh, moment or this circumstance in life, but Isaiah, do not set your heart on it. Set your heart on me. Set your heart on my kingdom. Set your heart on Christ. And then you will have your treasure. Sell all those things, consider it God's, and go and get your healing. Go and get your healing. So again, in this, in this, when I was just reading this, I, I see that he heard the good news with joy. He, uh, he, he wanted that freedom from bondage, that uh, of sin. He, 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 he didn't want the evilness that corrupted this world. Um, he, rebar- he reburied the good news of God's kingdom so that no one could come and steal it. He, he, he got that good news and he buried it deep in his heart. He got in that word. He, he had communion with, with, his, with his brothers and his, with his sisters. He, he had fellowship. He grew. Somebody say, he grew. Somebody say, he grew. He kept growing and he kept growing because he said, this treasure, I'm just not going to just let it sit here. I'm, I'm going to, first of all, I'm, I'm gonna, I found it. I want to dig it back Nobody else can see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it right back in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig in this thing. And then he went out, and he, um, then he went out, and then he sold all his possessions so he can have what he treasured. And I'm telling you, if we don't sell our possessions, if we don't consider it God's, if we don't give God our complete heart, if we don't sell our heart's desires, all that stuff, um, if we don't, if we don't get rid of all those things, and 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 so that we can have our heart's desire be on the kingdom of God and and on His righteousness then we will not have this treasure. We will not have it. But today, I'm encouraging us. Jesus is with us. Jesus did go to the cross. He did sacrifice his life for us. Jesus did forgive us. He did wash your sins away. He did wash my sins away. Whatever you're dealing with this morning, what is it? Go and get your healing. Don't let that sit. Go and get your healing. Did you find the treasure of the gospel? Did someone tell it to you? Did you hear the treasure of the gospel? Don't let it sit. Go. Sell your possessions. Come 
to God and have your healing. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, you are so good, and thank you for your words this morning, realizing that they're not my own. Thank you, Father, for speaking already in our hearts. Father, thank you for your great love that you have for us. Father, we have all these broken lives, Father, but you are coming to make them whole again. And we thank you for this because we know that without you, we wouldn't have our healing. Without you, uh, we wouldn't be forgiven. But you love us and you care for us and you sent your son to die and to be uh, risen for us, Father. And so your hand has reached out to us and you don't want us to sit where we are, Father God. You want us to grow and you want us to have life and life more abundantly, Father. You want that richness and you want us to, to, to have life with you, Father, living life with you every day, not being apart anymore, Father. So that's why you defeated uh, the uh, sin. You defeated death. And then we praise you, Father. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. I claim those who are here today who need that healing, that they would stand up in the name of Jesus and accept that healing today. All of us need it, Father. I pray whatever way, Father, we would get that healing. In your name we pray. Amen.